Hi! Welcome to The Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests... I'm back, baby! ...play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is... This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye! This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's... Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh! Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter? At CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where... Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead, take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. and welcome to another episode of Control Group. For this season, The Gardens of Glass, we are using the system Petticoats and Proposals written by Sarah Williams. 
I am Sarah, your GM for this session, and I have some players and characters with me. I am Marcus, and I'm playing Princess Rosalina Kanima. I am Dennis, and I'll be playing Henri Demasai. I'm Nick, and I'm playing Baxter Satanist. The last time we left our our party attempting to get ready for the biggest party of the year at the Gardens of Glass, things had taken quite a dramatic turn as the groundskeeper and friend of Baxter's, James Benson, had been taken away to answer for his crime of deserting the Napoleonic Wars. Everyone in a rush ran to go fetch him. Henri managed to attempt to re-bolster the courage of Colonel Henry Ashford, and they all faced down against Henry's father, General Ashford. Afterwards, Rosalina, in a soft fit to duel the man she believed to be her cousin, but alas, could not strike the final blow against Baxter. Cute. Benjamin, Marlene. Yep. Or Benjamin, as we know him now. We start on the next morning. Rosalina, you are awoken earlier than you would like to be by a knocking at your chamber door. Oh no, you're gonna die. (laughs) It's the fucking raven, dude. (laughs) Holy shit. I can't believe we got him. Rubbing her eyes. What a get, dude. In her nightgown. She says, Come. The door is opened by a rather skittish looking chambermaid. And she says, Um, Princess, Duchess Beatrice Thornbell has asked for a personal audience with you later today. If you would not mind needing her in her rooms. And she bows her head and quickly leaves the room. Suddenly having energy, Rosalina <laughs> bursts up from the bed and uh, starts to, um, she doesn't dress herself, I'm assuming, so starts to um, get herself into the tub <laughs> so that her lady's maids can come and dress her. Uh, yes, your maids have you dressed and ready for the day, a very quickly and efficiently. As you've noticed, they've all just kind of been around doing their jobs, especially well lately, what with the uh, autumnal ball approaching. And then Rosalina, I believe, Duchess Thornbell would like to have an audience with you. Do you take her up on that? Yes. I'm great. Okay, I'm going to, I think as I pass, I uh, open my wardrobe of dresses. Of course, my new blue dress (laughs) is gone. Yes. I don't know if maybe they can fix it or what, but it's probably not going to make it by the next ball. When when you returned to the estate, Miss Jane noticed the state your dress was in, and more out of frustration for how ruined it got, she offered to fix it. So it's currently being repaired as best it can. Really? Okay. I should wear a different dress to the next ball, because I don't want to see the same outfit, but I don't care. It's my new dress, and I love it, so I'm going to wear it if I can. <laughs> but all right. I don't know how fixed it's fixed, so whole store. I'll wear different earrings. We'll see. Actually, ooh, maybe we just, you know, fix it up. But really, it's like, you just like, tear the sleeves, torn the sleeves ooh, off. It's like and it's like, torn. yeah, and it's, like a, <laughs> it's like a cute, like more revealing version this time. Anyways, we'll see what we can do with it. So, hey, uh, Marcus, stop predicting plot. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Get out of my head. <laughs> I'll 
tiptoe down the stairs. I don't think I've seen her since she um, slashed my health in half. At tea time? Yep. Slashed your health at tea time. You approach kind of the sitting room off to the side of her chambers, and when you open the door, you see uh, Duchess Thornbell. Her blonde hair kind of pulled back in that very severe bun, um, kind of wear- pretty much just wearing similar shades of red that you've seen her in the entire time you've been here. Ah, Princess Rosalina. She stands up, executes a perfect curtsy, and uh, gestures to the chair across the table from her, as you can see a small breakfast spread prepared. I'll say pleasant morning, and um, go and sit down across from her, avoiding her gaze. <laughs> I'm very pleased that you've come to join me for a spot of breakfast on this lovely day. Now, my niece tells me all about you. How long have you known, my dear Phoebe? Phoebe and I have been quite close for several years now. We met. We are both at Belladonna Institute. Oh, I see. <laughs> God damn it. She's never Belladonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it fits more. The Belladonna. It is my favorite. It's always been a favorite flower of mine. It can be very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Now, with that said, I care very much for my niece's well-being and the wellness of her future. I imagine that as her dear close friend, you would also want the same. I look at her closely now, kind of starting to get what she's implying. Of course, I've always felt strongly about the future of Phoebe. In fact, together, I'd offer to ensure that we can see her artistic exploits reach their full potential, and she is appreciated for the incredible talent that she has in her poetry. Mm. What a lovely sentiment. Now, I have another question for you. I've never seen you come here particularly. May I ask what exactly, aside from my dear friend's invitation, brings you to this lovely country estate? And be honest with me, dear. Who could I possibly tell? Rosalina notices her finger shaking as she holds the spoon. What reason would I have to decline such an invitation? Of course, it was only within the graces of civility that I accepted. And what a holiday it's been for me and my family. Yes, it has been quite hard. It must have been being away from your home and mother as you have for so long. But I understand what it's like to have something you want terribly ripped away from you. So, and you see, kind of from in from like kind of inside her Spencer, she pulls out a small set of folded papers. Just infinite letters, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what she's what could be on them, but I hold um, I can't grab the knife. <laughs> It's supposed to be for my sausage. <laughs> she uh, unfolds the papers and kind of smooths them out on the table. I I hope you don't mind. I like to learn about the people who I will be spending my time with. And I understand that when you were very young, you were taken from your lovely home of 
Everly Hall, and it was very hard on your mother, or so I've heard. What a fun story. <laughs> oh, yes. It was quite hard on all of us. But my family has done a brilliant job of keeping me on a short leash since then. I feel perfectly safe now. I don't know whatever you could bring up such dreary subjects at this hour for. Oh, but you must let me finish. It won't be dreary for long, because, after all, what bright young woman wouldn't love to show those achievements to her true father? What? Excuse me, I <laughs> don't know what you could be implying, but my father is not present. She slides the papers towards you, and you see what appears to be an ongoing correspondence between both of your parents, your birth father, and a couple notes from Duchess Thornbell showing that she has managed to throw out the idea of arranging a meeting between the four of you. What does this mean? All of my food splatters on the ground. (laughs) I just want you to have every moment with your family. But, of course, I would require something in return. What do you say, my dear? I'll get up and um, grab the nearest letter. Can I see who it's addressed by? Um, it is from your birth father to your current, to your parents. Do I know his name? The name is unfamiliar to you. <sighs> so long! <laughs> oh, clearly, Rosalina has closes her eyes and has an immediate battle with herself. Would you like to meet him? I'd be more than happy to arrange a lovely holiday for all of you. I'm sure your parents would love to see him again. But, of course, I did mention I'd require a little something in return. And it does regard our dear Phoebe. You see, all the time she's been spending with you has put some dreadful ideas in her head. I merely want my niece to have the best chance possible of advancing, securing a future for herself, and she can't do that if she spends all her time with her head in a cloud, dreaming of grand romances and marrying for something as fleeting as love. So, I will be more than happy to reunite your family if you make me a guarantee that you will never ever speak to my niece again. Oh my god! This is crazy! I'll pick up the letter and bring it toward the open flame of a candle. At breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we don't have any other light source, right? Wouldn't they have to have candles like all the time? Yeah, all you have is a couple of candles and some natural light. And as I'll hold it up to it, say, I'm sorry, but the strange convoluted story you built about me I can't say I understand a word of it. In fact, nonsense written on these parchments means nothing to me, and I'll try to light it on fire. Eat the rest of the letters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you roll to keep your composure on that. Well, here's the thing. Last night I was a Rosalina was a bit too distraught to remember she had a plus two four. <laughs> so I would like to use it. <laughs> I remember you saying that. You needed it. I needed it. So, it's plus grace? Yes. Not enough, still. Damn. That was a six. Damn. But right. I do level pretty, up. Pretty bad. <laughs> Alright. While you're picking what you want for your level up, you try to put it back over the candle when suddenly the letters are snatched from your hand, 
and um, you kind of pull it back, and you see that on the side of your hand, uh, there's a little bit of blood starting to be drawn from where uh, Duchess Thornbell's nails quickly dug into you to get the papers back. Oh my, oh my god! Goodness. She's saber-toothed. <laughs> and she folds them back up. Very well. If you must insist we continue to play this game, I can show you you're going to lose. Thank you for the wonderful company, Princess Rosen. You may go. Good day. And I'll try to hold the... <laughs> Hold my hand against the bleeding of my other hand and take it away. And note that Phoebe won't hear a word of this from me. I am nothing if not fair. And she kind of brings her uh, cup of tea to her lips. Very rude. I leave. Alright, Rosalina, you leave. What now? <laughs> I need to get those letters. I have I've never found any... I don't think I've ever found any correspondence that actually had my father's handwriting on it. So Perdita was the assistant of Lady Wintrose? Yes, uh, Perdita is Lady Wintrose's lady's maid, yes. I need to find Rowan, honestly. I need to find the closest person I can to uh, Duchess Thornbell, so. Alright, you find both Rowan and Phoebe in the library of Sycamore House. You see that Phoebe is kind of writing by a window while Rowan is perusing the shelves. Oh, Rosalina! Hello! Good morning! Oh, you made it back in one piece! Phoebe is ecstatic to see you. Um, I think even despite everything, Rosalina can't help but smile a bit and says, um, yes, I'm feeling much better. And I hide my, <laughs> the bleeding of my hand behind my back. All right. Are you excited for the ball tomorrow? Don't know if I have anything lovely enough to wear, but perhaps we can gather up something. Oh, I can help. I'd love to help. At this point, Rowan notices you and they turn around. Oh, uh, princess, how can, how can I help? Uh, <laughs> they can already tell me that Rosalie needs help. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say to Rowan, um, Phoebe, would you mind if I spoke to Rowan privately for a moment? Sure, I'll be right outside if anyone needs me. And she leaves the room. <laughs> what was it you needed to discuss? It would appear your mother has come under some very... Elusive information that I've been searching for for several years. That certainly is one of her hobbies. <laughs> I must acquire several letters that she's hidden from me. Do you know where she could have kept them within the house? Well, it depends on the importance of the information. Usually, if anything is, if she finds anything particularly valuable, she'll tend to keep very close to her person. Well, considering it's the exact information that brought me here in the first place, it's. Not something that she would lose sight of. I'm going to need some way of getting it off her person. It's like we're going to do a heist. Hell yeah. Mm -mm. Ocean's 12. Unfortunately, I'm not in a very good position to get close to my mother. I admitted something to her recently, and she's been rather cross ever since. But if this information truly means that much to you, I will help you. However I can. Oh, um... There's a move for this, huh? Is it when someone over? Is, I guess it would be, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. right, now, right now they're just kind of offering you, like, the barest minimum of help. They're not quite sure how they can be of help right now. So I, I would say definitely win someone over if you'd like them to do something specific. Okay. I will tell Rowan a story. Okay. Before I was born, my mother and father had um, several dalliances in their travels across Europe. But there was one man who they returned to 
many, many times. There was one man who they each loved equally and often, and together most of the time, but not always. And, well, it would appear he's my true father. When I was quite young, the man kidnapped me from my home in Everly Hall. I don't know what his intentions were. I was far too young. I don't know if he simply wanted to gain a relationship with me. I don't know if he had cruel intentions. My mother always told me that it must be his goal to use my status, use our family's wealth against us, never known if it was true. She insisted that I protect myself, gain as many skills as I could, defend myself. I was terrible at riding side saddle. I was terrible at archery, but the one thing that I could do was fencing. So I learned it well. But even in my study, I, I always wondered what my father's true intentions could be. I searched for him for years, for any information I could. It led me to nothing. It only led me here. Do you believe my mother has that information? She showed me the exact correspondence between them. I see. If you could get it for me, I'll be forever in your debt. Now roll to win someone over. Alright. Because you're making a very specific and a very big ask here. Big ask. Big ask. Oh! Okay. That is a big ask. And I forgot. I leveled up my charm, so nice. that's a ten. Yay! They will do what you ask of them. I'll see if I can get you those letters. Thank you, Erwin. And I'll try not to challenge anyone to any more duels. I may have mistaken Colonel Ashford for having some connection to my father, but clearly I was facing my sword in the wrong direction. Hopefully we can do what we can. And we are going to cut over to Henri. Um, it's about kind of 11.30 right now, and you were, you've been outside looking for some fresh air when you see walking next to you is Duchess Thornbell. <laughs> and she kind of offers her, Cat to escort a lady for a walk around the gardens? Unlooking at her, Henri will offer the crook of their arm to her. She'll take it. So, have you found everything you've hoped to find here at the gardens? Now that you mention it, Duchess, I do believe that I did. Of course. And that lovely patroness of yours, Miss Nanette, was it? I found her company quite delightful. She reminds me of myself when I was younger. (laughs) Ah, I can see the resemblance. She plays the game quite well. Or at least she thinks she does. But the two of you kind of make a swerve kind of away from the path. Mm. But I believe she has far too much ambition. I I think an easier strategy is to protect what you have. Wouldn't you agree, Duke Laureate? Oui. Of course. You're a war hero, high among French nobility. There must be so many things to protect. Your title, your reputation, that lovely little auburn-haired servant girl of yours. <laughs> Duchess Don Bell, I truly mean no offense with this. I am uncultured in the way of how this goes, and Henri will reach into his coat and pull out the Perdita letter out of my inventory. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Press X to pull out Perdita letter. <laughs> <laughs> I present it. Take that! Uh, do, do put that away, dear. I know already. Oh, I know you know. I'm not the war hero everyone thinks I am. I, I worked intelligence. I, I get around charming people, and then Henri will put the letter away 
And then once he once they see we're kind of out of sight, he'll even take his eye patch off and put it in his coat pocket. Alright. Whatever it is you came to say, just say it so we can get this over with. Damn. <laughs> I of course I know about murder. I I know lots of things. People tell me Rowan used to tell me for a while, but I'm afraid they've changed their mind about many things, but Nanette was all too willing to tell me no. everything I wanted to hear. No! Oh, no. Betrayal! I even promised her my Rowan's hand in marriage. And oh, fuck. Poor girl actually believes me. But no, I really do sympathize with what's happened. There can be nothing more painful than becoming a prisoner of war. But I I can make sure that that stays nothing more than a silly little rumor cooked up by a young lady in far over her head. But I will keep your secret if you keep young Peditas. If you love her, that's all well and good. You may even marry her if you wish, and I will not judge you for it one bit. But when you do, take her far, far away from Never to see her beloved Lady Wintrose again. There is something I want, and unfortunately, as we both know, Perdita's a very intelligent young woman. Then she knows more than she should. And while that ambition may be Nanette's doing, I fear that Perdita's goodness will be hers. And it, it would be in her best interest if you were to protect her from being done in by her goodness and virtue. Do you understand me, Duclariot? Fuck. Real wrench of my plans there. <laughs> Good job with that one. At last! <sighs> I mean, I'm on the same side. No! If you know so much, Duchess Thornbent, then you would be aware of what I'm trying to do here. Of course. You want that Nanette to marry well. An offer I've made her, but if... That offer should fall through. I imagine that you would be far, far away from that. And you don't know who I know. Take my offer of help. I hear Calais is lovely this time of year. She's lying. It's terrible. <laughs> it's actually fucking bad. <laughs> okay. I will accept your offer, Duchess Thornbell, but I only need assurance that Ninette will marry. It's the only way out of this convoluted punishment I've been forced into. <laughs> I I can assure that she will marry. Might not be exactly what she wants, but does anyone ever truly get what they want? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> they do not. That is why I will keep this letter in Henry Pat's the pocket that it's in until uh, Ninette is married. At this point, you two have kind of managed to kind of loop around back and Judge's Thornbell turns to you and she looks impressed. <laughs> you play this game very well, Duclorient. I look forward to seeing who wins. As she kind of lets go of your arm and only now do you realize kind of how tightly she was holding on to it. <laughs> it's already numb canonically from Nanette in the first episode. Didn't feel shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you are kind of left alone. Outside the main house. Bon chance, mademoiselle. Bon chance. Is there anything you would like to do now that this has been laid out on the table? Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna slip the letter under Pretty's door. <gasps> okay. 
Nice. All right. We'll see what comes of that. And last, but certainly not least, Benjamin. What up? How are you spending your time this evening? This evening? <laughs> it's right before dinner. <laughs> oh, I figure that um, Benjamin's just been packing up. <laughs> Slowly gathering his belongings, arranging for the carriage to come. While that happens, you hear slight uh, rapping at your door. The fucking Raiden's back, dude. Good heavens, Bartholomew. I know that you're old, I know that you're old but... Uh, can you move just a little mite faster? <laughs> and I'll open the door. The door opens and you see already dressed for dinner in a very nice red gown and uh, dark gloves over her elbows. Uh, blonde hair accented with a few black floofy feathers. I'm afraid it's not Bartholomew. Who, who is it? <laughs> it is Duchess Thornbell. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Benjamin, Baxter. Is, uh, is, is taken aback by this, but he likes regains his composure. Will you not be joining us for dinner? No, I'm afraid that I have obligations elsewhere. I've ever so enjoyed staying at this stage with the Wintroses, Thornbells, your lovely family. I will speak highly of it for years to come. It's a shame that you will be leaving before the autumnal ball. It is indeed. I'll slowly try to close the door. <laughs> she, um, with shame. more force than you expected, it slams open. My Rowan has just been so looking forward to spending more time in your company. I'm overjoyed to hear that. But as I said, I have obligations elsewhere. What obligations? Where could you possibly be going in such a hurry with a name and belongings that were never yours? Baxter sort of bristles at this. Word travels fast. If you know as much, then you also know that I'm not beholden to stay in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I know you're not, but again, do do think of Rowan. They've come quite fond of you, and I'd hate, hate for them to see you leaving like this instead of properly ending things with them. We'd rather a disgraced man publicly, publicly disgrace your ward. Is that what you want? You want a scene, a story to tell? No, but if you... What would you have me do then, Lady Thornbell? What dance would you have me dead? May I not just leave this place with my pity? I have not, but not else. I need you to inform Rowan that you will never be seeing them. That whatever feelings you might have had, whatever hopes you two may have had together, are over. Rowan needs to be aware of this. They need to learn. You might as well learn what happens when commoners play a game that they don't entirely know. Agbex just, like, sort of paces away and, like, looks at his luggage, his trunks and such, and turns back to the storm and says, You're right, it would be the right thing to do. Yes. Rowan's heart will heal in time. But should you know of their heart? And Baxter will <laughs> walk out the door. <laughs> and you kind of just hear enough, enough to know that it makes people act foolishly. It makes them believe that they can carry on a dead man's legacy instead of mourning like any proper person. Her husband's dead, right? <laughs> yes, Duke yeah. Thornbell is yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah, 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 okay. But to make sure I, I knew that before I said, I'm sorry, were you speaking of me or of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Grief is for those we love. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Whatever love I might have had is long out of my reach, but I can still attempt to get what's mine. And for that, I will lead Rowan far away from you. Can I roll to study a situation? Yes! Keep bringing this up. Roll plus wit. <laughs> Alright, so you may ask two of the following questions. What is happening here? What can be used for my benefit? What is the history of the place, person, or situation? What is being hidden from me? And how could this situation turn out? What is being hidden from me? You kind of start to piece it together in your head, kind of everything that had happened. And you remember something you heard about Duchess Thornbell early on. Uh, the mysterious circumstances of Duke Thornbell's death, the fact that she had once been engaged to Lord Wintrose before the engagement had been abruptly broken. Mm. No, I don't remember that at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> Got it. Okay. As well as, by now you're realizing, Duchess Thornbell has a definite plan in mind. You are a threat. <laughs> What can be used for my, for my benefit? You kind of realize that, you know she's, to- like, toying with you? Perhaps you can learn more if you kind of try and toy with her back. She's turning this into a game. Yeah, I mean, I'll say something to that effect. I'll say, you know, that's just all no. It surprises me that you're here, standing in my doorway, playing and speaking of games, long-lost lovers. It's as if you're exactly as youthful as you think you are. <laughs> but you you do see, young man, this is no longer a game of love for me. It's simply retribution, as it were. Retribution? You really they really injured you so so greatly. Not not you though, you certainly have been rather hard to deal with since you arrived, but no. I don't seek anything from you. But I do need Rowan to no longer be associated with you if I am to get what I want. You understand. Uh, yes, I understand. <laughs> Max will say, but sort of like, make a face. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I mean, yeah, let's, let's go talk to Rowan. Let's do it. Let's go. Alright. What are we doing? What are we, what are we, what are we messing around for? And to make it convincing, you needn't be too kind in your rejection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with that, uh, Duchess Thornbell walks down the hallway. And you go to find Rowan? Yeah, well, I assume that she was taking me somewhere public or something. Essentially, what she's asking you to do is to essentially break Rowan's heart. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go find Rowan. <laughs> Alright. You quickly kind of go to Rowan's chambers where you see them getting the finishing touches ready before they... Uh, go down to dinner. Benjamin, I, why aren't you ready for dinner? I just sort of like lingers at the door. It's like, so strange to hear that name. And he'll uh, look up at Rowan. And he will cross to them purposefully. Okay. You are a counsel to your mother for years and secrets, twists and turns of high society. What chances do we have if we have we left here tonight and never came back? Well, I don't know. Since I'm sure we might have ascertained during your time here my mother can be very vengeful when she wants to be indeed she bid me break your heart tonight but for the life of me I can't see why for all intents and purposes 
was already won and off the table, as it were. What use would it be? Because... Unless... Because my mother probably still intends to continue to use me for something I'm not sure. Retribution for you, then? For betraying her? Do you know, even though they pretend to be friends, my mother has long been envious of Lady Wintrose. She complains about coming to this place every year. She puts on a smile anyway. She calls this place a monument to her failures. Yet she uses it to to prey upon the failures of others. I wish that there were a way that I could still be Baxter, that I could still be of use, but I don't see a way. I don't see a way that I that I can keep things as they were. You know, I, I offered Lady Wintrose a leg up. I told her that I'd buy her place, rid of her debt. They never told me her answer. I wonder if she would still give it. I think so, and I think I might be able to think of a way. It might not be able to fix everything with you, but at least it would give give everyone around here something else to talk about. That's the thing, Rowan. I don't care about me, but I do care about everyone in the house. That much is true. It would be nice to leave this place knowing that someone else's story ended happily. It's written right. You say you do not care after what happens to you. I do. Well, what's our plan, then? Whatever it is, I'll help you. What choice do we have? Otherwise, if I leave here tonight, having done the wishes of Lady Thornberg, I'll never live with myself. Then, it's simple. I believe that with perhaps some cleverness on all our parts, we can perhaps show my mother what it's like to have your secrets exposed. Ooh. Yeah, you see Rowan kind of staring into, a fi- into the fire, and for a brief second, their eyes look very much like the Duchess's. Oh. <laughs> My mother did teach me very well. Oh, shit. <laughs> Take a turn. <laughs> but even if I were to leave here with you, I can't leave Phoebe. Can't leave Phoebe with her. Oh, no. She's the only true family I have. Leave Phoebe behind, or...? Or just not have her involved. Oh, <laughs> leaving Phoebe behind. So, where are we going? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, Rowan yeah. said they'll run away with me. Right. They just don't want to leave Phoebe behind. Yeah. Well, we, but we also got to expose Thornbell's secret. Yep. Why don't we talk about this later? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, I suppose you should get dressed for dinner. We keep up. With goodness, I don't, I don't think I have the time. <laughs> <laughs> Try your best. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got, I'm gonna run back to my room and I got. Yeah. It's. The work is a little sloppy, but you're presentable. <laughs> and is there anything else the three of you would like to do? I would really like a scene. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> three, what kind of scene did you have in mind? Essentially, this is your guys's finish all side quests now <laughs> before you continue with the main plot. Do you, do you, do you, either of you have one? Because mine is very final and like last momenty. I have just an idea. Just that would be super quick. Okay, so mine was just that... I mean, the last time we saw Rosalina, she was speaking to to Rowan. Mm -hmm. So after they leave the room, Rosalina steps out and it's revealed that she heard all of that and was hiding and eavesdropping. (laughs) Marcus, you read my mind. So just a quick shot of that and Rosalina dusts herself off from, I don't know, hiding in the cabinet. (laughs) Thinks about everything and... Steps away. And was that it, Rosalina? Was that you overheard that conversation with uh, Benjamin and Rowan? Yeah. In that case, Henri? I would very much like it if Rosalina and Benjamin 
received mysterious letters after dinner. Yeah! That told them, that told them to meet under an old tree at the, the, the tree moon's the highest started. point. <laughs> oh yeah, that <laughs> exact tree. The exact tree where Rosalina <laughs> almost gutted him. And I do it again. <laughs> I like almost, almost. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Rosalina gets gets ready and puts on a under the tree where where a young young colonel is threatened at sword point by a princess. I, I believe you both step to each other, maybe thinking <laughs> it was the other one who wrote the letter at first. I, I, <laughs> I think Rosalina turns away. <laughs> Not sure what to say for a moment. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> before you go and. Henry steps behind the tree, and then Henri. Both Henrys. Hell revealed. Both of us. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Heavens, wait. What's going on? No. Please. Do Gloria. I will be the first to admit that when we first all arrived here at the Gardens of Glass, I was apprehensive to work with others because of my own strained past. But if my day was any indication of how either of yours went, I believe there's something bigger in front this of all of us. quite a thorn in all of our sides. <laughs> Woo! Good night, everybody. <laughs> I knew one of you would say it. I wanted somebody to say it. I didn't want to. It would be too obvious if I did. So, there. Wee, wee, wee. That does ring a bell. But I... Suggest we put away our differences and work together to take down a much more anus threat. I'm with you. Omri puts his hand in nice. the center. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the Three Musketeers. You've read it. Oh, yes, yes. yes but with hands instead of swords. Um, yeah. yeah Max will put his hand in. Rosalina lifts her hand up and says, oh, I'd love to help both of you. And yet, I still know I have so little about this man. And turns to Benjamin and says, After everything that's gone on, what will you do now? You can't be thinking of leaving, can you? Benjamin takes his hand out. What else is there for me to do? I, I'm not sure what the future holds for me, but I know that I can't live a lie because it hurts others. Or I, I didn't believe that I was doing the right thing, but now I, I'd rather not be the reason that someone's life is uprooted, the family station is questioned, the integrity by my mere presence, but I can't leave before I feel that things have been set right, that you are all safe, that he'll turn and look at Henri and look at Rosalina. I feel there is quite a lot left to do, and I'll put my hand in. Nice. Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Henry? Henry, put your hand in. Oh, You're shoot, a very big part of my plan. <laughs> it was not it. I did need Henry here. Okay, he is a part of my final plan, uh, yes. Henry will put his hand in. Benjamin is right. There's been a thorn in all of our sides, and I think it's time we removed it. Put his hand in. It's kind of like what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I think I also just totally just repeated verbatim <laughs> what you said. Henry's <laughs> trying. He's trying. <laughs> Is there anyone else we need in the squad? Because I feel like James would help us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he would do, but he could de- he's definitely on this. James is currently repairing the greenhouse. Yeah, he's repairing his life right now. Okay, okay. He's probably asleep. 
He's, repair, he's repairing the greenhouse and comforting his traumatized daughter. Can we see that as like a scene? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a quick, a quick little nice scene. We end the episode with that. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, something you did notice as it's kind of the dinner right before the ball starts. Uh, on your way out, you actually did see a somewhat dressed up James and oh, Annabelle go inside. They're gonna go? Mm-hmm. Yep, you you kind of heard talk among kind of the footmen that uh, right before the autumnal ball, um, all of the more senior staff members are also invited oh. to dinner as a morale boost and show of good faith from their employer. Oh, or as the footman had already had lunch with her that day. Do we have like a quick like a as the camera rises up, we all come together and. <laughs> and like clearly, we know the plan, but the audience doesn't, and then. We all go to supper. <laughs> Unless Dennis wants to tell us the plan right now. Unless we do know the plan. <laughs> we definitely know the plan. Okay, so I... I uh, so you guys need to oh, marry shit. Rowan. Because I need that off the table. And I need to force Henry to propose to Nanette at the ball. Okay. And then I'm I'm Gucci <laughs> with Thornbell because I've already won. By, by Henry marrying Nanette? Yeah, if Nanette gets... Proposed to by Henry, and Perdita knows her secret. I'm I'm fine. Nothing can <laughs> they can throw me in jail. Uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> She's rich. She'll get me out eventually. That was essentially what we sh- she was kind of holding over your head was either go to prison or yeah, yeah. completely cut off Perdita from. And then Rowan's her life. plan, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, feeling Thornbell's secrets in some regard. A secret to the same degree as Baxter's. She's a different person. So it's gotta be a hell of a secret <laughs> that she's so embarrassed that it's been revealed that she maybe forget that mine had been revealed. <laughs> or revealing it more publicly. So the general plan is to go in there, create a precarious situation, but not be a part of it for <laughs> right, very right, low. Alright, Marcus, roll a numbers check. Just real quick. <laughs> Oh, you know. Leroy! Sorry. All right. uh. <laughs> That's 33.33 repeating, of course. <laughs> actually, Henri, I'm trying to remember, did you or did you not actually propose to Perdita? I have not yet. I was playing. I can only do it after Nanette gets proposed to. Okay. Because I am still engaged to Nanette. Oh! Right. Oh, shit! The secret's out. The dark betrothal. Okay. Just wanted to make sure, because there is an engagement oh, mechanic yeah. oh. in this. <laughs> yeah, but I can only do it in, after Nanette, so... All right, That's well. why Henry's a part of the fucking musketeers, <laughs> that's why he's our D'Artagnan. He is D'Artagnan, holy shit. Okay, so we'll have that kind of camera. The camera pans up from your hands as you do your... Yay! And the camera pans up back to the house, up to a window... Where, very clearly, watching all of you, is one Duchess Beatrice. God damn it! (laughs) Get out of here. This isn't even your house. You're so annoying. (laughs) She doesn't even go here. (laughs) You don't even go here. And with that, have a very good night, variables. Get some sleep and practice self-care. <laughs> it sounded like you said, have a variable variable. <laughs> oh, very old variable. Oh. It's the best time of the Thank year. Because that's roughly when these episodes are going out at Christmas this year. Oh, shit, can we say something topical? Perfect. Like, oh, uh, do you guys enjoy Black Friday? Uh, 
Have a great non-denominational holiday. Oh, Hanukkah started. No, god damn it. Happy <laughs> holidays. Alright, I'm stopping there. Crazy Kwanzaa. <laughs> good night, good night for realsies, variables. Yeah, Dennis, can we have some thunder here? <laughs> At the clock in the desk lamp. You can put this, like, in the post-credits bit, but I have been sitting on these conversations ever since I started this campaign. Wow. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.